At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Hi, this is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Dan Pelosi, coming to you from my kitchen in Brooklyn. Today we'll be making Mom's Portuguese Rice, which is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. We'll be gathering our ingredients, doing everything alongside each other. Feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little bit more time. Okay, let's start by going through all the things you're gonna need to make mom's Portuguese rice. The first thing is a quarter cup of olive oil. I'm using Portuguese olive oil because I just have some and I thought it was appropriate for this recipe, but any great olive oil will do. Um, we're using three quarters of a pound of linguiça. Linguiça, I will go into it a little bit later, but linguiça is a classic Portuguese sausage. It's smoked pork with lots of paprika and lots of garlic. One red pepper, one large white onion, one heaping tablespoon of smoked paprika. That's my oven. <laughs> it's ready. We'll talk about where your oven should be in a second. Um, so I just left off on the heaping tablespoon of paprika. I use smoked paprika. If you have regular paprika, that's fine too, but we love smoked paprika. One teaspoon of kosher salt, one teaspoon of ground black pepper, half a teaspoon of red pepper flakes. This is optional, but it really does not add much heat to your recipe. What it does add is great depth of flavor. So if you can, I would keep this in. We're gonna use a six ounce can of tomato paste, one cup of long grain white rice, three cups of chicken stock, two bay leaves, and a handful of chopped parsley at the end to go on top. If you don't have everything on this list and you wanna improvise a little bit, I'm gonna talk you through some of the things that you don't need and that you absolutely do need. So linguisa for sure is necessary in this recipe. It's the hallmark of the recipe. It's what makes the recipe the recipe. Paprika as well. It's really important here. If you don't have smoked paprika, as I said, you can absolutely use regular paprika. That's delicious. I would say that you can flex on the tomato paste. You can use chopped fresh tomatoes or crushed canned tomatoes as well. Um, pretty flexible. I prefer the paste because it gives you like the most creamy, thick and delicious rice. But again, definitely an option. If you do not have long grain white rice, you can of course use long grain brown rice. If you do not have long grain rice, you can use another grain of rice. That will work. Um, if you don't have chicken stock, you can use veggie stock or water, although 
I would say that stock will give you more depth of flavor than water. Those are kind of the, the flex moments. I did want to talk a little bit about a couple things that we discovered as we kind of went along and some an idea that I also had, which is I like a little bit more meat. Um, you're probably like, that's crazy. There's so much meat in this already, but it's just how I am. So we did a version where we first started out with four chicken thighs and we cooked them skin down in the pot, let them get really crispy until they self-release. And that's really important. The skin needs to release itself from the bottom of the pan. You don't want to force it. Um, flipped them over for a couple minutes, pulled them from the pot, uh, and that's how we started the recipe. And it was amazing. And we then proceeded from step one uh, all the way until before we put it, the rice into the oven. And right before we put the rice into the oven, we stuck the chicken thighs skin up on top and baked them with the rice for the same amount of time. And when they were done, they were just the most tender, delicious chicken thighs floating on top of the bed of rice, and it was just really lovely. Another thing that you could do, which kind of borders on paella territory, but you could take some shrimp or some other seafood and throw it into the pot probably about 10 minutes before you think it's gonna be done, because again, seafood cooks really quickly. And then once you mix it in with the rice and all the flavorings, it'll be amazing. So, as you heard earlier, <laughs> We're preheating our oven to 350. Um, what we are going to do with this recipe is it's really a one pot recipe, which we love because it's very mom. And this is mom's Portuguese rice to have just like one great pot, really simple, really easy. What that does mean is that you need a pot that is oven safe. So I'm using a Dutch oven. You could use a large or medium pot, anything that you have that allows you to go from stovetop into the oven with a lid on top in the oven. Okay, so my Dutch oven is on my stovetop. I am going to put the gas on low. And there's another thing. We're going to put it on low and we're going to get our quarter cup of olive oil into the Dutch oven and let that heat up for about five minutes or so before we add our main ingredient, the star of the show, our linguisa. So I'm grabbing my three quarters of a pound of linguisa. I got really, really fresh linguisa. I went to a Portuguese market that was so lovely. This linguisa is so fresh and so delicious. I'm going to cut this linguisa about eighth inch slices, but I'm gonna do coins that are cut on a diagonal. So they're nice and long and really, really beautiful. I'm gonna cut all the way through this linguisa. So I have a ton of gorgeous coins. Linguisa is really something that I grew up eating. Um, my mom's side of the family is Portuguese. The other half of my family are Italian. So I was well, well, well fed my whole life. Um, but let me tell you something. The Portuguese side knew how to throw down a feast. We had huge family gatherings with so many cousins. All of the tias, which is aunt in Portuguese, would come together and they would cook and they would just make some of the most delicious food. So many, so many great recipes. And this Portuguese rice, just like in most families, had so many different variations. The one that I'm making today is really the one that my mom would make. And she would make this quite often for a side dish for dinner. 
goes great with so many things um, and was such a delight. And I would always eat pretty much the entire pot. So she would always make extra for me, just like a good mom. So we're gonna talk a little bit more about my journey to bringing this recipe to life and how I do that with most recipes. But I wanna just stop for a second and say, I've cut all my linguiça. Gorgeous, gorgeous coins, three quarters of a pound. I'm gonna throw those in now to my pot with my oil that is heating up. Um, and I'm gonna spread the linguiça all the way around the bottom of the pot. And we're gonna cook this linguiça in the oil for probably about five to seven minutes, making sure that each side gets nice and brown. Depending on the size of your pot, you may have to move things around a little bit as you go, but you can do it. It's really easy. And we're gonna just really fry these up and make them super, super delicious. And you're gonna see as you go that this orange oil forms in the pan. And that's really all the gorgeous uh, flavor and color from the linguiça coming out and getting into the pot, which is gonna make the base of our delicious rice. So I'm gonna let that go for maybe three or four minutes while it starts to brown. So while that linguiça is cooking, I'm gonna grab a plate because once the linguiça is done, we're gonna remove it from the pot and we're gonna want to set it aside so we can have a little oil, but stop cooking the linguiça, okay? So we are going to, while that cooks, cut a pepper, a red pepper and an onion into really small pieces, maybe about quarter of an inch, half inch squares. Um, so we're gonna cook that in the next step, but I like to cut it while the linguiça cooks. You can hear the linguiça really going for it in the pan. It's really delicious. So when I'm cutting my pepper, I like to put my pepper, the base of the pepper, the bottom of it, on the cutting board so that it's standing tall. And then I just like to run my knife along the side, sort of cutting the edges of the pepper. And then in the inside, you just sort of have the core left. That's my favorite way to cut it. It's super easy, super simple. Just gonna slice my pepper into pieces. Um, so as I was saying, you know, this recipe, something that my mom always made, classic mom had, you know, I said, mom, I really wanna make this recipe. I really wanna develop it. I really miss it. You haven't made it in a very long time. And it was such a big part of my childhood. And so what was really cool is that my mom and I just recently got to go on a little trip together. And we went to a couple places. We went to Fall River, Massachusetts, which has a huge Portuguese population. So we were able to go to the markets. We were able to look at all different ingredients and really have a great conversation around Portuguese food and try a lot of really great dishes and things that we hadn't had in a while. Because when I was a kid, we would have all these great big Portuguese family gatherings. But as it goes, as I've gotten older, those things have sort of dwindled. So it was a great way for mom and I to really reconnect and knowing that we were gonna talk a lot about this recipe and we actually cooked it together. So now I've just cut my pepper and I'm gonna grab my onion and I'm gonna cut it into same size pieces of pepper, maybe like half inch, quarter inch little squares. What I love about mom recipes and family recipes is that they really were just made by emotional measurements. There was no real 
true measuring as it goes, and that's totally fine. But I sort of love the explore of putting numbers to those emotional measurements and really thinking about what makes the recipe taste the way it feels. And the way it feels is all those emotions and those memories. So mom and I bought a bunch of linguiça, took it with us to our rental house, got some really great smoked paprika, got all the ingredients we needed. And on a rainy Sunday in Provincetown, Massachusetts, we set forth and made this rice three different times in one day, which was hysterical. We talked about stories, we talked about the family, we talked about all the reasons why this rice came to be in my mom's family and also sort of what it meant in a larger cultural sense. And it was just really, really great and such an amazing and meaningful conversation. Um, and these are the kind of conversations that I love having with my family members. So my onion and my pepper are both cut up. My linguine is just going. I'm gonna quickly flip it around and get it finished. And when I come back, we're gonna talk about these peppers and onions in our linguine will be out of the pot. I'll be back in a moment. Okay, so we're back and we have this, can you, can you smell it? I feel like maybe you can smell it. These gorgeous linguiça grease soaked peppers and onions with the salt and the pepper and the red pepper, brown, caramelized, absolutely delicious. Now, one of my favorite parts, we are adding a heaping tablespoon of smoked paprika. Now, paprika just is one of my favorite flavors. We're tossing it right into the pot, and this is one of those sensory experiences that I love. As you stir that paprika on the heat for just a couple minutes, it's immediately gonna get really fragrant and you're gonna really stir and really cook it in to that veg. And it's just gonna develop such a lovely, lovely depth of flavor that is really one of the hallmarks of kind of the simplicity of this rice. And I love that, you know, it's Mother's Day. You know, she made this for me. And even though I've taken it now and created my own version of it that sort of honors her recipe, this will always be mom's Portuguese rice. And I think, I love that because you think about these generational recipes and the sharing and the women and the men in our lives and in our families or even in other people's families. There's so many recipes from my best friends and my babysitter's mom who brought a recipe into my life and all these amazing recipes from all these really strong cooks and how they just sort of trickle into our lives and become part of our family. So in my heart and in my mind, you guys are making this rice, calling it mom's Portuguese rice. And mom can really be anyone. Okay, we have the most fragrant and delicious peppers and onions with this paprika. Now I am going to grab my can of tomato paste. It's one of those little six ounce cans. I'm gonna get a really small spoon and I'm gonna throw my tomato paste 
into the pot. And this is another really great moment in the recipe where you just stir for maybe two or three minutes over the heat and you get that tomato paste to really caramelize in the pot and just become one with all the other ingredients. And you can see it, you can see the color of the tomato paste as it changes and it really integrates into the recipe. So I'm gonna stir this for about two or three minutes and watch as it also becomes one great homogenous situation. Okay? Amazing is we've got all this great brown and sort of burnt and crisp moments that are stuck to the pan. And our next step is going to be to deglaze the pan with some chicken stock. So the recipe overall calls for three cups of chicken stock. Here we're gonna add two and a half cups. And really make sure that we're hitting the edge of the pan and getting everything off because you want all those gorgeous moments that are stuck to the pan to enter the dish officially. And this chicken stock is really gonna help, help it do that. And then while I was prepping, I got a cup of rice ready to go and a couple of bay leaves. So I'm going to take the cup of rice. I've got white long grain rice here. Um, I'm gonna throw, I'm not happy with my cup, I'm gonna throw a little bit more in because that's what kind of girl I am. And I've got my two bay leaves, which add so much flavor. Now we're gonna circle back around to our star ingredient, which is that amazing linguisa. I've had it set aside. I'm going to dump it all into the pan and I'm going to make sure that all of that grease that's also on the plate is in there. We're gonna stir until it comes to a boil. Mom and I went to our favorite bakery in Fall River, which is called Barcelos, and we got pretty much everything <laughs> we can get our hands on, but primarily pastes de, de nata, which are these like custard cups. I grew up having them in our local um, Portuguese bakery in my hometown in Connecticut but it was really special to go to one of our favorites as we made our way out to P-Town and also on our way back from P-Town. We went twice. <laughs> so I have really good news. I have boiling contents of my pot. So everything's coming to a bit of a boil. Now what's great is we're just gonna pop it into the oven. So this is the best part. We take the lid to our pot we throw it on top, put it in the oven, 350. I'm gonna set the timer for 30, 35 minutes. And what will happen is the rice will cook. Um, the liquid will be absorbed into the rice. It'll get nice and creamy and fluffy. Around 35 minutes, you're gonna wanna check in order to see, is there enough liquid left in your pot? Is your rice cooked? If there's not enough liquid left in the pot and your rice isn't cooked, 
you want to take the extra half a cup of chicken stock, throw it in the pot, give it a stir, and put the lid back on and put it back in the oven for just a few minutes. So I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to chop some parsley, and I will come back to you when I check the rice in about 35 minutes. Okay, we are back. Our rice has been in the oven for 30 minutes. I'm pulling it out. It looks great. I can already tell that the rice is in a good place, but it's a little bit wet, which is okay. I'm gonna give the rice a stir, redistribute that liquid. I'm now gonna take my pot, put the cover back on, put it back in the oven for about, I'm gonna say five minutes. So I will see you then, my loves. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna grab a little bit out of the pot, put it into the bowl. Oh my gosh, look at that crispy, crispy, crispy reason. And I'm gonna put a little parsley on top. Mmm, woo! It's hot and delicious. It truly tastes just the way my mom made it. I hope that maybe it reminded you of something, some form of comfort food that was made for you at some point in your life. And here's the deal. Now you're gonna make comfort food for yourself and for someone else with this recipe, hopefully. And that just makes me truly so happy. With that, I'm gonna say thanks so much for joining me today on Play Me a Recipe. The recipe is linked in the show notes and on foodfoodtissue.com. I am found at Corsi Pelosi on Instagram dampelosi.com for recipes and more. And on Pinterest at Grossy Pelosi. Happy cooking and thank you so much 